Sigabit podcast. So since the podcast is new, I thought that today I should actually introduce myself and give a brief history on my background with disability and health. So today I'm basically going to go over um, my medical condition along with how I got diagnosed. So for those of you who don't know, I am currently 25 and was diagnosed with hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome at the age of 22, which is a genetic condition. I do also have fibromyalgia, which is relevant. I just tend to kind of forget to include it. But today I'm just kind of going to go over the background of how I got diagnosed with EDS. So I'm not planning on this being a super long episode. I do kind of want to keep it brief because it's really just me talking, but I will gladly talk about EDS and getting diagnosed more in the future if that's what people want, but I'm going to keep this really brief. Also, sorry if I sound out of breath. It's really hot and I tend to talk really fast, so I apologize in advance. So today I'm just going to kind of go over the background of how I got diagnosed with EDS, my medical journey. So there are 13 types of EDS and I have the most common one, which is hypermobile EDS. So EDS is considered a rare condition, but most people don't actually think it's that rare due to how hard it is to get diagnosed, meaning that there's probably a lot more people out there who actually have it. Currently, they believe that around one in 5,000 people have hypermobile EDS, but the truth is we just don't know how many people have it. Because EDS is a problem with your connective tissue, it can affect every part of your body. Hypermobile EDS can potentially affect your skin, joints, digestive system, teeth, basically pretty much any part of your body as far as I'm aware. I believe collagen is found least in your muscles, although don't quote me on that, but collagen is like the glue that holds your body together, so it is literally everywhere, so it affects everywhere. Some of the issues that hypermobile EDS can cause and do cause for me is chronic fatigue, chronic migraines, chronic pain, and hypermobile joints and ligaments, immense dental problems, poor absorption of nutrients, and a bunch of other random things. EDS is also genetic, so you have about a 50% chance of passing it on if you have kids. So since EDS is genetic, which means I was born with it, how come it took 22 years to be diagnosed? Well, basically, most doctors and medical professionals know nothing about it. While a lot of the research on EDS is new and there's still a lot being done, there is a lot of information now about EDS, but unfortunately, doctors don't seem to know a lot, at least most doctors. For me personally, I found the medical professionals that know the most about it are actually dentists because it does affect your teeth so much and then some physios. And I don't expect every doctor to know everything, but what I do expect is that at least some of them would know something about it. And if they don't, then they would be open to listening, learning and taking your concerns seriously. But in my experience, that is apparently a lot to ask for. I've been sick pretty much since I was born and was diagnosed with hypermobility in my entire body at a young age, which should have been a red flag to some of the doctors I've seen in the past years, but nobody ever looked into it or thought much about it. 
My life has basically just been a consistent string of random symptoms, illnesses, and injuries that never seemed to be connected or made any sense. No doctor ever diagnosed me with anything other than being hypermobile, and I basically just had the individual symptoms treated as they popped up. And that's just kind of how I lived. I was pretty much just always being sick and I didn't actually really care about my health at all. It was just kind of like this annoying thing that I had to deal with. And I never considered myself chronically ill or disabled until I got my diagnosis because it didn't, without a diagnosis, it didn't feel like it was valid for me to say that even though I had all the same symptoms and struggles. Then when I was 21, I came across a video by Jessica Out of the Closet She's actually a really amazing disability influencer. Um, I highly recommend you check out her YouTube or Instagram. But basically, she was talking about her diagnoses and she was talking about hypermobile EDS. Initially, when I watched it, I didn't really think it was relevant to me at all because one of the main EDS symptoms that are mentioned when you look up EDS is very stretchy skin. And that's actually something I don't have. But I decided to keep digging and after doing a lot of research, I realized how All of a sudden, all my random symptoms and illnesses actually made a lot of sense if I had hypermobile EDS. So after doing heaps of research and learning about how to get diagnosed, I went to a doctor. It was a new doctor I'd never seen before because I didn't have a current doctor. And he admitted that he didn't know anything about EDS and referred me to a rheumatologist. And a rheumatologist is considered one of the experts of EDS, so that was totally fine. So I went along to the rheumatology appointment, excited that I was finally going to find out if I had EDS or not, but I quickly realized that the rheumatologist I was seeing had basically no knowledge on EDS, but they still seemed to think that they were an expert. After telling them all the reasons I thought I had EDS, they turned around and said that I didn't have EDS, I just had fibromyalgia. After persisting and pushing for them just to do the diagnostic criteria with me, they quickly did some flexibility tests and then gave me a POTS test. And for those of you who don't know, POTS is a condition which is common to have when you have EDS, but having POTS has nothing to do with being diagnosed with EDS. So they continually ignored me. Um, even though I had very researched arguments and they refused to do any more testing, so I basically just gave up and left. Um, this was obviously very disappointing um, and pretty infuriating and because I felt like I was so close to finally getting an answer and I was just basically shut down and ignored. But not long after that, I found a new doctor and basically walked in and demanded that he do a full diagnostic criteria with me because I just wanted someone to tell me you do have EDS or you don't have EDS. And then a few months later, I was officially diagnosed with hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. The truth is having to be in charge of your own health to the point where you have to figure out your own diagnosis and fighting to have medical professionals take you seriously is exhausting. But unfortunately, that's how most of my adult health journey has been. While I've seen some great doctors, I've seen a hundred bad ones and I have to be constantly vigilant and steer the doctors in the right direction. But I think that's why things like this podcast are important because I do think in the end, raising awareness will hopefully make a difference, um, you know, in society, but also with medical professionals. 
And raising awareness for conditions like idiots is so important because if I hadn't have watched that YouTube video by Jessica, I might not have gotten diagnosed. I can, you know, I now know the symptoms of EDS. I know the red flags of EDS. And I know that there's so many other people out there who know nothing about it. I know that most people, when I tell them I have EDS, they've never heard of it before. And that's why these things basically need to change and why we need to keep advocating for ourselves. You know, with that rheumatologist, I saw actually a year later, I actually made a complaint against them to the practice that they worked at. And it seemed a little pointless, I guess, making a complaint a year later. But then all of the doctors who worked at that practice sat down and they had a discussion about it. And I hope that now that rheumatologist and the other rheumatologists who work at that practice have more updated knowledge on EDS and will take more patients seriously so that they don't have to experience the same thing that I experienced and that their diagnostic process is easier than mine was. So I don't know if this has actually been interesting at all. It's pretty much just me talking, but I just thought it was really important to give that background and to give like a very brief example on getting diagnosed with EDS. I know that maybe I'm not quite as interesting as some of the people I'm going to have on in the future, but I think it is important to get to know me a little bit more. I want to thank everyone for listening. I am really excited for what's coming up and I hope there is a lot of interesting episodes that a range of people, both disabled and non-disabled, will find interesting and that you will learn something and take something from it. And I hope that you've taken something from this very brief episode. But yes, thank you and I will catch you next week.